Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. and the Bulldog. Uh-oh, guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Monday, Tuesday, hump day is halfway. It's Mike Shope. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> and the Bulldog. Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Guess what today is. It's hump day. Woo-hoo! On WGR. Hump day. Sports Radio 550. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Good afternoon, everyone. On a Facebook uh, stream on Friday, I better, I better make an appointment with the hairdresser. Got to look, gotta look nice for the stream. Got to look nice for the stream. How's everybody doing out there? I am the Bulldog. Happy to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Mike Shope has the day off today. Zach Jones at the controls. Uh, and uh, we're ramping up, right? We're, 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 getting, we're getting ready. The bills are preparing, and so are we. <laughs> we, we don't have to practice. Uh, what we have to do is corral our emotions and our anxiety and try to make it through the week, uh, without going, you know, completely insane. <laughs> That's you know, no big deal. That's it. That's where we are as a fan base. Uh, th- this, <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, uh, I'm going to get the phone number out right away because I, I, I'm hopeful that we'll get some response here early. Um, and this is the best hour to do it. It's the first, the only guest-free hour of the show. Joe Goodberry, been covering the Bengals a long time, now does so uh, with the YouTube channel. He'll join us at 4 uh, to get the lowdown on the the opponent for this week, the Cincinnati Bengals, the defending AFC champs, by the way, if you want them. Uh, so that's at 4. At 5, Sal Capaccio will get the rundown on everything that went on at One Bills Drive as the Bills uh, get ready for this divisional round playoff game. And at 6, Paul Hamilton uh, will be along to, I don't know, review the wreckage of last night's overtime loss to Chicago in Chicago. Uh, but to start out, I tweeted this, I don't know, 45 minutes ago, an hour ago. Uh, I really liked where we got in the 5 o'clock hour of yesterday's show. And if you weren't with us, uh, it started with um, my partner, my co-host, my friend, uh, Mike divulging that maybe for the first time ever, I think this is kind of how he presented it, he's feeling some some emotional attachment to the players winning um, and, and like wa- wants it for them. And the, you know, he, the way he said it was, this is not something that I've ever really felt before about them, especially, you know, professionally being in this job. Uh, but it, he's feeling it. And the reaction to that, 
uh, my reaction to that, I, I, I was, I was blown away to hear him talking like that. Um, it's just, it's just out of the ordinary. Um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it would be, nah, I can't think of a good comparison right now off the top of my head. And I didn't think of one beforehand. So I'll just leave that by the side of the road, but it was, po- I thought it was powerful. I got a, a, a decent amount of feedback on Twitter that indicated as much, you know, people who are loyal listeners to the show were struck by, um, such a unique presentation from, from Mike. I mean, you know, if we were to, um, like draw up, uh, character sketches, of us after you know all these years we've been here doing this together we started in september of 2003 i think mike might be drawn as the cold analytical statistical analyst it's not all he is but but that that i'm just i'm giving you a character sketch okay there's not a lot of depth to that all right so character sketch of mike is that me, I'm like the emotional basket case, right? Like I, I, everything, everything can make me emotional, and I like the stories. You know, I I I, I like the myth making, uh, even if I can acknowledge that some of it isn't real, <laughs> um, or maybe maybe a lot of it, maybe most of it isn't real. But it it, it has drawn me in always. I like the stories, right? Um, so. To hear him talking more like, I guess, more like me, if I'm you know, allowed to flatter myself uh, by saying that, I, I think really resonated with, you know, again, a lot of our regular audience. And we got some calls on that, and I really enjoyed that. There was one guy in particular that stood out who called and referenced uh, my saying for years, you know, look out for what's after the championship. Because my experience with the Red Sox has been, and, and this happened right away, it's, it's you know, been compounded, which is a weird way to put it, uh, this, this detachment I felt almost right away when they won in 2004 after not having won since 1918. You think we got a drought uh, championship-wise. I mean, you know. Anyway, um, the guy referenced that, you know, like me saying it, it changed for me, and I got kind of more casual and less, you know, just less plugged in. Um, the losses after that never stung as much. And then, you know, as I said, compounded. They won three more World Series in pretty short order uh, after that. And, yeah, I have to say that I didn't enjoy those championships. I watched them. I participated in them as a fan. But it was it was never the same. It can never be the same, I don't think, as that first time. And something changed for me after that first one. The quest was over, right? So this caller who lives in Carolina, I don't know if he said Charlotte or if he even specified what, you know, what, what part of the state, but he makes the drive, 13 hours, I think he said, um, each way, every home game. And he's been doing this for years, and he just does it and does it and does it. And he said to us, um, you know, thinking of my description of my experience with the Red Sox since they won, he's like, you know, if we were to win it, like, I don't know that I would keep making that drive. You know, I, I might, I might, you know, might get easy. I, I think I said back to him, yeah, it might get easy to just sort of, yeah, it's on TV. It's a long way and yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not as thirsty anymore. Right. Um, and I, I loved hearing that story and I got some feedback from, from listeners about that specific call too. Um, and so I want to kind of open the door here as we begin the show, uh, asking you, you know, in our audience, like, what is it that 
Like, why do you want this championship so badly? I mean, I know maybe that sounds like a dumb question. I want a championship because I want my team to be the best. You know, I want to go to a parade and throw confetti at players riding around on fire trucks. Like, okay, yeah, of course. Like, that comes with it, right? Um, but I, I think for a lot of us, there are other, you know, there are other factors that, for, like, for me, outweigh, like, getting to go to the parade or getting to go on, you know, social media and dunk on other teams' fans. Like, I, I don't know, that, that doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, maybe that's because I've got this as an outlet and have had this as an outlet since 1995, so I, I don't need that. I, I don't know, but I, I don't exactly feel like we spend our time. I don't spend my time dunking on anyone. We haven't had a lot to dunk about, uh, I guess, either during my radio career. Um, but there's more to it. Like, you know, and, and Mike you know, acknowledged that, too, when talking about eventually getting to he wants it for the players, this group of players. Um, you know, we heard about the past players and of course, friends, family, community, like that's, that's, that's a huge one for me. I mean, I, I, I think the, the scene around us, uh, and like within the community of Bills fans, I think would be so powerful and so emotional uh, I, I just, I, I want, I want, I want to live through that. You know, I want, I want to feel that. I want to see that. Um, we've had you know, like some really, really great moments since the bills have ascended to the contender level that they have been residing at since the 2020 season kind of got rolling. And even within that season, I can remember, um, after the Patriots Monday night game in 20, the Belichick throws the phone game, right? That next day, Mike was sick that whole week. I think he was out the entire week. He definitely missed that game, that pregame. And I think I worked alone for most of that week. And I remember like that day after, I mean, people were calling like, look, I'm emotional. Uh, I got emotional hearing Mike talk like he was talking yesterday. Um, That day, the Tuesday after that Monday night win in Foxborough in 20, like people were calling, multiple people were calling the show and breaking down. And it was a, you know, a regular season win at Foxborough, right? It was, it was, it was but what it was, what it represented, Belichick throwing the phone is such a powerful memory. It's, it, it, it represented so much the satisfaction that we felt from having done that to him, seeing our team do that to him, was powerful. And I think a lot of fans took it as, you know, symbolic of the Bills' rise and, you know, simultaneously the Patriots' demise. And so we, we've arrived, right? We're at a certain level now. And, like, that, that meant a lot to people. So much so, and, you know, it was the holidays, and we were, you know, that was the first winter of the pandemic. There were a lot of things that I think could have contributed to the emotions that were around at that time. Um, You know, things that we might not even be cognizant of that were weighing on us that just sort of came out. Uh, You know, speaking for myself, I'm sure I felt that um, with everything that had been going on in the world, not just with the Bills. Uh, But our little corner of the world there, there was a lot of there was a lot of emotion. And so, like, you know, that taught me that that 
there's a lot of that out there in the fan base. And, and I don't want to say that I didn't suspect that to be true, but until you actually get it back uh, from the fans, uh, you know, from the listeners of our show, you can't be, you can't be too sure. Um, but, but that, that day, like I remember that and it, it cemented that for me, uh, that, 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 the, the, the attachment, you know, it's, it's about a lot more than the parade. It's a, it's a, it's about a lot more than you know, being able to puff your chest out and scream through your painted face. Like we're number one, you know, singing, we are the champions, whatever, whatever way you'll want to celebrate. Um, there's a lot, it goes a lot deeper than that surface level, uh, outpouring type stuff. So, um, I'd love to hear from fans today. Like, you know, if you can answer that question, if you're, if you're up for answering that question, like, what is it that, that, that makes you want it so bad? Like, what is the, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, willing to be open enough and share, uh, with me and with our audience, like, what is it that, like, like drives you and fuels you to like want it so badly. Is it the guys on the team? Is it the doubters of Josh Allen from when he was picked? Uh, you know, is it, is it some some favorite player? Mike mentioned Tre'Davious White, and him being as open as he's been about how treacherous the road back from that injury was um, last year up to now. Um, like that's a guy like I, I have, I, I, it's not hard for me to get behind the idea of seeing that guy with a trophy after what he's told you, he's told all of us he's been through, uh, just to get back here. And like lots of guys have paid that price, um, in sports, but there's a guy on our team that's telling you like, look, this was very hard mentally, emotionally. There were times where I went to very dark places. I didn't know if I was going to make it back, that sort of thing. And, like, there he is, right? That's powerful. Um, So, like, there's that on the team side. Of course, family, friends, parents, moms, dads, like, whoever got you into it. Uh, it is is certainly fair game here. 803-0550 uh, is the number. As I said, I'm hopeful. Uh, we'll see how it goes. This first hour, we'll we'll spend you know the time doing this, and then hopefully we'll be able to kind of dip in and out of it in between guests at four, five, and six this afternoon and into the early evening. Okay, so 803-0550 is the number. And let's fire it up. Ryan is first up this segment. No pressure, Ryan. You're on WGR. How are you, man? Good, Bulldog. Well, there's there's certainly always a lot less pressure when it's just you on the air, although I love Mike. It's uh, good to speak with you today. How are things? Things are good. I appreciate you calling. (laughs) Good. Well, I I just was going to call in yesterday when you and Mike were talking about, um, well, more so Mike was talking about, you know, the the human element of the players and needing it for them. It was funny because – the second McDermott and Allen came on to speak with uh, media after uh, DeMar's incident, I was texting my buddy, you know, with goosebumps saying, I need it for this group. I need yeah. it for those guys. Um, you know, for especially, you know, even, even the coach, you know, he's kind of an easy target sometimes for people with game management decisions and things like that. But, when you see, you know, how the players respond to him and what they said about him and the situation makes you think about the bigger picture of not only the game, but just the, the family environment that they have and, you know, how much work he probably puts in 
not only to, you know, the game plan and strategy, but into the, the people, um, you know, wearing the uniform yep. and not wearing the uniform. <laughs> so, you know, I need it for those guys. Long and short, I need it for those mm-hmm. guys. Um, so thanks for taking the call. Sure thing, Ryan. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I do. I feel that very strongly too. That's um, when, when, uh, when Mike brought it up yesterday. Uh, it's why I had the reaction I had because, like, that is um, to me, like McDermott especially, like Ryan. You, you, I mean, you, ta- you you covered it all there, right? Um, you know, the, the coach, you know, makes a mistake here or there. Um, you know. Um, isn't isn't as aggressive as you'd like them to be for you know field goals in the AFC title game 13 seconds quintessentially right there are things that you can be upset about him for that are entirely valid that I don't really think even sitting here right now we have um all the positive answers to like the 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 answers to the questions the concerns I think only get erased when they win and until they win then you're going to have, um, you know, I, I don't like it when he calls these timeouts right before a team snaps the ball when the Bills are on defense, like we saw a couple of times in the Miami game, uh, frivolous challenge, uh, you know, fourth fourth down decision-making, you know, whatever, whatever it is. These things, they, they, and, and, and again, 13 seconds quintessentially, like these things stick to these professionals until they win. And so – for for him and for all the people there, I, I, I share that. I, I want it for them. I think he has done, McDermott has done so much right here in putting this thing together. Um, you know, I, I wasn't as uh, put off or as skeptical. I, I had my share of skepticism about, you know, the culture, talking points, and the process, and, and certain things that were the touchstones of the beginning of McDermott's tenure here. But to me, even without a win yet, he has delivered on that. Like, this team is entirely believable as a tight-knit group. That's not to say there aren't guys on this team that maybe don't get along. I, I, I don't know that every every member of the roster uh, is, is tight. Um, but there, there's enough of that to make me feel like McDermott has sought out a certain personality and has brought those players here, and together they are in this moment like just – they're a very tightly knit group. Um, that that is my perception from the outside. I don't I don't say that just because they're good, um, but it certainly helps. I mean, I wonder how tightly knit they'd be if if they were lousy, but they're not. They've got too many good players to be lousy, and especially a, a fantastic quarterback. Um, I've been very proud of the way McDermott has talked about the challenges the team has been through. Of course him talking and Allen talking and then eventually Mitch Morris and Dane Jackson about DeMar Hamlin, um, you know, the, in the days after, you know, the run-up to the Patriots game and, and after what happened in Cincinnati on January 2nd. Even before that, I thought McDermott was hitting home runs, talking about, um, you know, not not wanting to overstate the challenge they had digging out of the snow to go play football. Um, I thought his response to questions about that were just 
perfectly appropriate. Um, you know, talking about, sure, you know, yeah, it's hard, but you know, a lot of people back home that are in tougher than we are even. And I think just acknowledging that and, um, you know, conveying that it goes a long way. Like the worst thing I think you can have with your sports team is, um, the feeling that they're detached from you. I mean, we all know they are living a very different life. Um, some of them, I, I mean, they're, the, the salaries are something, you know, the, the average working person can only dream of. And then even at the high end, it's it's not even hardly conceivable. I, I don't even know how you could dream that big. Um, so, like, it's a, it's a different lifestyle um, that can be maybe difficult to stay in touch with the challenges that their fans endure. And this team, through McDermott, I think, and, and, and the leadership of the team, the people who speak the most often, I think, have a way of guarding against that. And I think that's important. You know, I, I, I think if you want to feel an emotional attachment to something, which we all, I think, want to do with the, with, you know, with the football team, uh, it's, it's harder to do that if you don't, you know, if you feel like they, they, they don't get you. And, a lot of these guys, I feel like they get it. They get here, they get the experience, they get the community, uh, and I think that's really important. Thank you for the call, Ryan. Dan is next up this segment. Hi, Dan. Thanks for calling. You are on WGR. Hi, Bulldog. How are you? Great. I, I, yeah, the first thing, just I, I, I was like my mouth, I was by myself, and my mouth was open when Mike was saying it yesterday. Mostly, I mean, I was choking up a little bit. Mostly, I was, it, it was astonishment because – Mike was saying it, and you weren't saying it. If there was like a, a reverse WGR power ranking of guys least likely to make you cry, he would be probably number eight, and you'd be number one, and maybe Sal would be number two. But wow, it was and it was just a great hour, whatever it was, of radio. Um, it was just so compelling, and you know, and it is just, um, it's just. It's not that these guys are really good at what they do, and we all know that. It is what you said. It's just the really good guys on top of that. Um, or I think you even said, and if they're acting, they're incredible actors, and I, I honestly don't think that's the case. Um, but I think, you know, I, I want to – the things that I hear that bother me a little bit are the, these notions, and I, I don't know if you guys have said it or just callers, but, you know, it's Super Bowl or bust. It's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. And I get it that expectations go up every year, but – but if if I believe this, that I want this for these guys as much as I do for my dad, whose grave I will go to and seek to walk it and plant a flag on, if they win the Super Bowl and weep weep like a little baby with joy, um, if I believe that that these guys are almost like family members now, then I'm not. I can't be in the Super Bowl or bust mentality. I mean, it just it just seems irrational to me. I mean, to me, or mm-hmm. or bust means or else, and or else means. Somebody's better. Somebody's going to have to pay for the sin of not winning at all. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. If people are going to start screaming for massive changes Monday or next Monday or four Mondays from now, if we actually get to the big game, and for heads to roll, then it's kind of hypocritical what we're saying right now. I mean, I, yeah. my heart actually will break as much for these guys if, if for them. And I think we realize at this point, you know, we get the Dolphins, we survive that. At this point, everybody is very good. Maybe Jacksonville and Giants a little bit, not so much, but capable of beating anybody. So at yep. this point, you're talking about three coin flips in a row, really, basically. Yeah, that's what it is. 
yep. right? And, and, yep. and people keep saying, well, we're heavy favorites. Well, we weren't like 51% favorites or 60. We were like, what, 18% at the most yes. ever, you know? Yes, that's and right, Dan. I, Dan, yeah, excellent, excellent point. I, I, we we got to get to a break here. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that you got through and got through right now uh, because I, I want to pick up on that on the other side of the break um, because that is something that – I haven't really thought about Mike asked me this yesterday, like I think to start the show. Did you find yourself on Sunday at all thinking about what would it mean if they lost to Miami? And I said it never really crossed my mind. I, I, I didn't I didn't get there watching the game. I get why you could have. Um, especially in this job, you, 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 especially in this job when you, you start talking three minutes after or five minutes after the final gun sounds, um, I, they don't, they don't fire a gun anymore. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying? Um, immediate reaction, but I never considered it. And I've been thinking about that <laughs> since. So uh, I'll pick up on that. Thanks for the call, Dan. Uh, lots of time for you here. Uh, maybe there's a couple lines open. 803-0550 is the number. What, why do you want this so badly for the Bills, for the, 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 the championship? What, what is it that's behind the, you know, the bravado of like, ah, we're number one and all that? Like, what is it that's driving you? Um, in this. Keep the calls coming. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off. Joe Goodberry on the Bengals at four. Sal Capaccio on the Bills and Bengals at five. And Paul Hamilton on the Sabres at six. I am the Bulldog along with Zachary Jones. This is WG. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.